Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, patrons. Good morning. Good morning. morning. Ah, what a beautiful morning. This is Lucas in the morning. I'm from the old school. I got a street knowledge. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? The show where the hot topics get doused with a bucket of cold water. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Fasten your seatbelts and get ready for a radio ride. Ladies and gentlemen, here's... Mike Lucas. No Mike Lucas? No Mike Lucas? What is the world coming to, Rob Vogel? No Mike Lucas. But you know, here's the deal. You you know that Lukey's listening this morning. Yes, he's right There's now. There's not a I chance heard, in hell he's I'm listening. Sure you don't think so? Radio app no. dialed up as he's on his way to no. the airport listening. Oh, no. come on now. He's got his bags packed. He's getting ready to get to the airport to head to Indianapolis. <laughs> in fact, I like to think that he and Matt LePay are listening together. Oh, I'm sure. They've got dual <laughs> headphones coming out of the same... Uh, and Dave McCann is in the back it. seat because that's how they roll, right? right. Don't forget <laughs> attorney at law, Dave McCann. That's nice. right. That's right. Look, he's on the road uh, getting set for the Big Ten title game. As a matter of fact... Uh, last, uh, well, yesterday's show was, uh, Mike Lucas's last show for some time. They have, and I was talking to Lukey after the show on Tuesday. And I said, do you know where you're at? And he said, I really don't. He said, true story. I woke up the other night and I didn't know where I was at because they've been on the road so much. And, uh, he's, they're on the road to Indianapolis today. And as the story goes Sunday, they fly out and they go to State College for the Badgers in Penn State on Monday. Right. And then they stay in the East Coast because they play Temple. Is it Wednesday? They play at Temple. And so, like Luke said, I don't know where I'm at. <laughs> I knew it was a bad sign. I think it was last week when we had him on uh, when he was on the road uh, for basketball. And I asked him a football question before Thanksgiving. And he said, he said, yeah, well, we'll talk about that when I get back. I'm like, you're not getting back for like a week. I don't know when you think you're getting back. We're not, I'm not going to see you for a while, so I'm going to ask you now. We'll so. finish up that conversation. So, yeah. so so, Luke is gone. Tim Scott, that's who I am. I'm here. Rob Vogel is here. Ben is here as uh, we kind of hang out and count out. You know what? I got my bags packed. I'm leaving later today for Indianapolis. I don't get to fly with the team. You know, Scott and I get to take our chartered bus, which is my car. Sure. Yeah. Nice, nice chartered, <laughs> chartered bus. How, how big is that? How big do you roll with your bus here? Uh, let's see. A 2017 Toyota Camry. So we go in luxury, let me tell you. I like like to envision right now Scott partying as you're going down there. You're you're driving and Scott's having cocktails going, woo! Scott's got the six-pack in the back. Right, yeah, he's got I, badger I, glasses funny, on. It's it's say that. Last night I was telling a, someone, a co-worker of mine, and she said, so roadies on the way down? I looked at her and I went, with Scott Nelson? Not going to happen. So I, love, I love Scott. Speaking of road trips and traveling, then, because I've talked to a couple people lately, uh, big badger fans, who I saw one guy, he was just staring at his laptop, and I'm like, Oh, got a tough uh, business decision there? No, I'm trying to make the decision. Do I go ahead and hit purchase for Big Ten Championship tickets, go down to this game, or do I wait, save it, hoping they win, 
and then try to go to the semifinals or finals. So what's your advice to somebody if they're sitting there thinking and trying to weigh it uh, with a limited budget? Not all of us uh, roll like, you know, Luke and LePay. Uh, if you have to make the There's always room in the go. back of the camera. Yeah. It's a quite, quite luxurious vehicle. I said you can always do Indy on the cheap. Right. You can always just drive down there it's, day of game and come hours, back if you had to. Five plus right. with traffic, right. yeah. Just get the tickets. And then if they make the semifinals, it's New Orleans or Pasadena. You can't pass up. You can't go wrong with either one of those either, options. Either, no. Those it's, are you know, it's funny, though. I was talking this week with a lot of folks from the UW because our pregame show tomorrow is going to originate from the fan fest that they have. You've been down there before. Mm-hmm. If you've never been to Indianapolis for a for a sporting event, it is the way they rebuilt, refurbished whatever that downtown. It is it's just awesome for events like this. They hosted the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. If you've been down there in the past for the Big Ten title games, you know what I'm talking about. But the convention center is huge, and it all funnels into Lucas Oil Stadium. So from a fan standpoint, and a lot of hotels, right. it's you know it reminds me a little bit of Minneapolis. In the fact, you've got skywalks and stuff, so even when weather's cold, um, it's not that bad. But, I, I mean, that was the question we were talking with UW people, is that, yeah, um, if you win this game, when you win this game, you got a decision to make. Because do you go New Orleans, Pasadena, wherever you're headed, and there's a chance there may be another trip. So right. what do you do? I don't know if you can roll the dice if you get past this and you're in the semifinals and then say, well, I'm going to wait and see how the championship thing goes. They've never been there before. Right. It's totally uncharted run. If you think they're an underdog now, they're going to be an even bigger underdog when they get to the semifinals. So then you're really rolling the dice. Plus, you're giving up two great options, we just were saying. New Orleans or Pasadena are both win-win for a road trip. And what's the championship game in Atlanta? It's in Atlanta at the new Mercedes-Benz okay, Stadium. That's yeah. okay, but that's not even as good as the other two destinations. I'd rather go to New Orleans or Pasadena been to just both. Which, you've been to both. Which one is your favorite? Well, if I, you had a preference, Rob. I took some heat on this show once for saying when we did the, the bit, if you were going to die, where would you like to have your ashes spread if you had to choose a sporting venue? And I said the Rose Bowl. I'm I with mean, you. I thought it was the greatest place on earth. I'm with you. Uh, I was. I, go, so. I mean, when that's late in the afternoon, yeah. when the sun starts setting uh, over those mountains out there, it doesn't get any better than that. Although I will tell you, um, I got. I was lucky enough to cover a Super Bowl in New Orleans. Every man should enjoy Super Bowl week and Mardi, Mardi Gras. They kind of all overlapped. Sure. Right. It's amazing what you see and who you see on Bourbon Street. Late night, wee hours of the morning. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that's a whole different ball game. Pasadena, at least I could take my family to. I don't know. I, I couldn't take my ten year old with you no, rolling down Street. in New Orleans on no, Bourbon no, Street. No, no, He'd no. grow up in a hurry, right? No, yeah. yeah, exactly. And that one's far Daddy. What than, is that? Uh, let's see, why don't you go talk to mom about this? One? That's right. I'm going to yeah. go ask that man to put his clothes back on. Um, man, yeah. <laughs> you never I know had, on Bourbon Street. I, exactly. I had the experience of going to uh, Dallas for the. Super Bowl, which was awful in one sense because the weather was really bad that year when the Packers. Mm-hmm. It was like snow, wasn't it? Yeah. Ice, ice. Uh, wasn't the, it? the day of the media day, the big media day was a huge ice storm, and right. we got lost because uh, we did the Google Maps, which took us to Old Texas Stadium, oh, which was Irving. no longer in existence. So right. we kept driving around this big hole in the ground. And the stadium like, is in the middle of nowhere, right? Right, right. And so that's the other thing. Yeah, this nice Jerry world. There's nothing else out there, so you're driving. To nothing. You can't like walk across the street to go to bars or restaurants or do anything where, like you said, Indianapolis, you can come out of Lucas Oil it's and awesome. walk to anything. They even have, you know, the, the heated, um, what do you call it, like when you golf, you go up to... Uh, the heated stalls. Heated stalls yeah, over yeah. top when you walk down the street. 
Yeah. I mean, they've got those things, too. Built in. It's amazing. Yeah. That's nice. Final Final Four was a great time because the weather was just starting to get nice yes. in Indy, and you could I mean, you could walk from Lucas Oil to where the Badgers Hotel was two blocks away. You know, you got you took me to task the other day about something I no, said no, on the no, post game no, no, show. No, no. Yes, that you might, did. That is an overstatement. Yes, of what you did. I did. It's yes. not. I want I want to ta- I want I want to come back and uh, and uh, discuss that with you face to face, mano a mano, Slightly disagreed. We're going to talk Packers stuff with Bill Scott at six thirty. Josh Gosser with us at seven thirty. Hey, by the way, uh, Ohio State and Wisconsin playing at hoops. That's weird. The Big Ten season tipping off already. There's no way I'm getting clearance to sit in front of the TV for about seven hours watching <laughs> basketball and then football. I'm going to have to record one. Stay with us. A lot to get to this morning. A busy two hours. Lucas in the morning. Wilson drops to a knee, and for the second straight year, the Wisconsin Badgers are headed to Pasadena and the Rose Bowl as the Badgers defeat Michigan State 42-39, to and there's a party for Badger fans in Indianapolis tonight. And there was Rob Vogel. They were still partying when Nelly and I left that stadium that night. You were there that night? No. You didn't I make got, that road trip? For a, this For a long time, the Rose Bowl was my jinx. I moved to Madison in 2000, right after back-to-back Rose Bowls and Final Four. I'd been living in Milwaukee for three years before that. I get here, they go a decade before they go back to the Rose Bowl, and I thought... It was just commonplace that you go to the Rose Bowl when you're at Wisconsin. So I never got to cover one for a long time. My first year in Madison was 1998. I'm doing, I'm doing high school games in western Wisconsin. Okay. And the next... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Next year... I'm in Pasadena with the Badgers. Nice. True story. So we're setting up early for the broadcast, and I walk out of my booth, and I turn to my right. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Hey, I'm not as old as Luke. Old hack flashback. (laughs) But as I turn to my right, there is, I run into this guy. I have my head down, and I look up, and it's Keith Jackson. Oh, nice. Did you crack in your Keith Jackson voice and go, Hello there, Mr. Jackson. I looked up and I, all I could say, I was stunned that it was Keith Jackson. Number one, I didn't realize how tall he was. Yeah, he's a tall dude. He's yeah. like 6'4", right? I think. And I'm almost 6'3", and I'm like, wow, he's taller than me. And he and I, all I could say was, good morning, Mr. Jackson. He goes, good morning, how are you? And we had a brief conversation. He said, good luck today with your broadcast. Nice. And I was like, wow, you know, I almost ran over Keith Jackson. So That's pretty cool. That's a nice brush flame. I always said that... I hated the bowl system as it was because it didn't determine a national champion like right. we have at least with this playoff now. Don't bring that up with Scott Nelson, by the right. way. But he's better. I will say this: <laughs> after having gone the first time I went to the Rose Bowl, and at that time they were under the BCS system, right. I came back bunch and of said, crap system. Well, I certainly get why you like going to these bowls because as a media member at the Rose Bowl, which obviously is the granddaddy, as they say, they roll out the red carpet and make life so easy and great for you. I came back on. 
That was first class. If the NCAA would run an event just like the way these bowl people do at the Rose Bowl, it all would be great because it was perfect. The weird thing, too, about the people, and it, it may have changed, but back then, the people who worked for the Rose Bowl represented the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl officials wore these white, like, linen suits. Oh, sure. Remember that? Yeah. It was, was kind of different back then. I like they had the guy... Um, Basically, their concierge who'd be sitting down there, kind of in the hotel bar. He'd have his computer on. He'd be watching TV all day. But if you came down as a media member and whatever you needed, he hooked you up. And I don't mean like, hey, I need something to eat or you know some freebie. And to some media members, he hooked them. No, right? I'm just no, kidding. he. But I mean, I'd come down at the crack of dawn in the morning, and I needed to go shoot standups for a TV story. He'd hook me up with a shuttle ride that got me into Dodger Stadium after he got off the phone with the L.A. Dodgers president and allowed me into their parking lot to shoot a stand-up because they have a great parking lot there with the L.A. skyline in the right. background. And like, wow, that was a lot of strings you just pulled to be able to make this. And I'm the only guy on the shuttle at 8.30 in the morning riding out to Dodger Stadium. So I, just just remember, sort of I just remember at the end of the game and doing the post-game show that night. And we wrapped up and I thought to myself... Man, a year ago, I'm sitting in a press box in Holman, Wisconsin, and now I'm sitting here in Pasadena. So it is, it's pretty cool. Now, so on the postgame show Saturday. I don't recall it. Okay, on the postgame show sure Saturday, Scott about. Nelson and I are talking about, because we're fed by the fan, mm-hmm. and the fan has a huge chip on their shoulder. Speaking of yes. Badger Nation, okay? No love, no respect, and it was constant emails and calls. You know, maybe we're going to get some respect. And I identify with a fan. Right. That's my role on that show. I'm the fan. And I totally get where the fan is coming from. Because you look at what this program has done under Paul Christ, under, you know, under Belam, I'm skipping Gary Anderson, okay. under Brett and under Barry. But under Paul, and we, we talk about this a lot, the Badgers are 35-7 and seven, uh, since, is it 20, 2015, 2014, 20, uh, since the, in the last five seasons, 2013 until today. The Badgers are 35 and 7. That's a fourth best conference record of any Power 5 team during that time. The only ones ahead of them are Ohio State, Alabama, and Clemson. Now, what do those schools have in common that Wisconsin does not? National championships? Right. Right. And that's, that's, that's my whole point on this. It's that if you want the national love, you got to break through. I mean, we've been to multiple Rolls Bowls, which is nice. We don't take that for granted. We went to the Cotton Bowl last year, which is a historic bowl. Okay, we've been to too many Outback Bowls. And I know I sound like I'm spoiled here, but we've been to five of seven Big Ten title games. We've won two to this point. Mm -hmm. The only thing left is to win this sucker and get into the college football playoffs. It takes the program to a new level. It takes Paul Chris to a new level. You walked in this morning, and we had the mothership on, and they're doing a one-on-one with Dabo Sweeney. Right. Outside of personality and that type of stuff, they're two different people. But from a football coaching standpoint, Dabo Sweeney at Clemson is Paul Crest. And what now Dabo Sweeney is a celebrity. You show him dancing with his players, all that stuff. Not that Paul will do that. But now Dabo Sweeney is a star because why? They broke through and they won a national championship. True. That's that's where I see Paul Chris. That's where I see Paul is a tremendous football coach. He's Big Ten Coach of the Year. You look at what he's done here in the last five years. It's amazing. But yet, for those fans who are seeking the national love and respect, you're not going to get it until you break through and make the playoffs and at least play for a national championship. Be- Are you serving as our judge over there, by the way? So if I have to object or if I yeah, uh, I want to sure. make sure that I okay. 
I, I agree with all what you're saying. And I think the, the, the thought that went through my head and why it came up was somebody had called in and said something along these lines and said, and, and I, let's just blame Scott since he's not here right now. I'm sure, sure. it was Nelly who totally agreed with him and said, yes, they beat Ohio State. There's nothing you can say now. They'll get that respect and get that love. My thought was, here's what's going to happen, and it's much along the lines of what happened with the Badger basketball program under Bo Ryan. We say that now, and in theory that should be right. What's going to happen is, let's say they go ahead and beat the Buckeyes on Saturday. Maybe they even do it convincingly. The line that we have said now for getting the respect is winning this game and getting in the playoff will be moved. It will be moved back to you need to win a national championship or even make the national championship game. It'll get moved because what those same people, not us who cover the Badgers every day or even Badger fans, but those from the national media who you've heard all along this season hammering the Badgers for their soft schedule or they don't deserve to be there, those same people, what they will say if the Badgers lose to Ohio State or even if they lose in the semifinals, they didn't deserve to be there. See, they're just waiting for whatever the next loss is to say that proved our point. doesn't matter that they kept winning for two months after we said they didn't deserve it or that the program has all of these records and these numbers that you just went down and all the success and accomplishment. They will just keep moving the bar and say, well, see, now we told you. The loss just maybe came a week or two later, but they don't deserve to be here. And the fact that they've lost five in a row to the Buckeyes, eight of nine to the Buckeyes, those things will be pointed out and you'll add one more to that list if it happens Saturday or even if it happens the following week. So I agree that respect should be there. It won't be there if they lose. Those, if they lose, whether if it's they this lose. week or even and, the next and week. And I completely agree with you. For me, to shut everybody up, it's not so much winning this game and uh, making it to the playoffs. That's a step. From a program standpoint, screw the haters, it's a step. I mean, this program is, is, is kind of stuck in the sense that, and don't get me wrong, I know those are, well, you're, you're, you're acting like you're spoiled. I'm not. It's just a reality of it. The program is stuck. They want to get to the national championship game. You know that. Right. I know. I mean, right. of course they do. But they're stuck. They Somehow they've got to get over that hurdle. And to me, it's not even Ohio State tomorrow. It could be Rutgers, Maryland. Pick a team. you got to win that game and get in the playoffs. That's the next step. And to, to, to put all those people, all those haters to rest, the Paul Feinbaums and the others of the world, you're right. You've got to get to the national championship game. And you've got to win that title. None of this stuff goes away until you win a national championship. That's the only thing different between those teams in front of Wisconsin. It's not winning conference championships and it's not making the playoffs. They've all done that multiple times. It's winning a national championship. You go back last year, Dabo Sweeney wins a national championship in a game that no one thought he had a chance against with Alabama. But he had a special player in Deshaun Watson. The year before, correct me if I'm wrong, they lost that game. And they came back. I think one thing, uh, as you mentioned when you were talking about Paul Christ being Dabo, he's never going to quite achieve that because, let's face it, and this is not meant as a rip. This is just who he is. Paul doesn't have that personality. The, 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 you know, but, not but, that Dabo's but, a stand-up comedian, but he, he's not, he's not going to be the guy but on as a, all those shows. But, but as a football coach, all right. that, I agree with football you. Football coach. But yeah, as a football for sure. coach, for sure. where Dabo was two, the year before winning a national championship, that's because he lived in what? He lived in Danny Ford's shadow. Right. You know what I have done? And as, as a result of all this, no and one remembers my advice Danny to me Ford, is a, but me. No, I, I do. I know Danny Ford. <laughs> Nobody. He won a national title at Clemson. Uh, and my advice to Badger fans, stop caring. 
I've stopped watching much of the. Are you the an enjoy the moment shows. guy? Yeah, yeah. Enjoy the moment. I sort of enjoy being the underdog too. Right. And I sort of like so, it. So what did they diss on the Badgers? Yes. They can't stop them from being there right now. Right. They're there, and if they win this game Saturday, they'll be there again in the playoff. And they can diss all they want, but it doesn't matter. It's sure a hell of a lot better than being Minnesota or even North. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Western that's successful that's not going to get there. You're at a place that most of the Big Ten, most of college football would kill to be at and will never get to already. That's, drop the mic. Drop the mic, Bogle. That was good. He actually gets to finish his sentence, too. That's just crazy. (laughs) I don't yell that as much. See, I feel safe saying that because I know he's not listening. Right, he can't yell at you about yelling at me. You wait. You wait. During a break, you're going to get a text from somebody. Let's call. Let's call him. All right, Bill Scott, we're going to switch. We'll talk a little bit about the Packers. Is there? Are are we keeping hope alive with those guys? (laughs) Somewhere on your seat over there is the path to 10 wins that Lukey has. <laughs> Do you see the phone ringing right now? The phone is yeah. ringing. Yeah, yeah, I, think yeah. That path, I think you're sitting on that path. That's just another roadblock right now. We'll talk to one of our uh, green and gold insiders, Bill Scott, next as we talk Packers and Buccaneers. Tim Scott playing the role for Lukey today. Rob Vogel here as always. Gentle Ben, too. It is Lucas in the morning. Spill a cup of coffee, make a million dollars. Custom's got a bag with an aerosol can. If the shoe don't fit, it's gonna hit the shame. Well, it's kind of hard to lump them all together, but trust me, I mean, we've been very successful here at Lambeau, and I can tell you that there's not a worse feeling in my coaching career walking into that tunnel you know, after a loss. So trust me, it, it hits all of us. You know, we have an incredible fan base. We totally appreciate the specialty of Lambeau Field and, and the importance of not only winning here but playing well here. Unfortunately, that's been the norm as of late. Mike McCarthy there. Tim Scott and Rob Vogel filling in for Lukey on the road again, this time with the Badgers in in Ohio State, tomorrow night in Indianapolis, time to talk some Packers football with a green and gold insider. He is the sports director at the Wisconsin Radio Network, Bill Scott. Bill, my friend, how are you? Hey, it's nice to hear the big dog coming out to play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see, you know. <laughs> I, I, I have nothing. Rob, take it. <laughs> I, I, I thought he was referring to me, I think, there, Tim. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah, exactly. Checks on the way, Bill, as always. Yeah, no no kidding. <laughs> well, Bill, as, as the week's gone along and the Packers... Uh, Get ready for uh, Tampa Bay after coming off the performance at Pittsburgh that at least had buoyed some spirits on uh, the way Brett Hundley had played on the field. Do you think this team is this team and you are feeling more confident about their chances to at least run the table to get Aaron Rodgers back? Uh, still the same? Has the thoughts or feelings changed at all this week leading up to the game with the Bucks? Yeah, you know, I I can sense a change in in attitude. I first of all, you know, they've been down this road before and they've and, and and they've done it before. Although, um, you know, Rogers was with them the last time they did it, and here they're going to have to kind of work their way through a, a couple of games uh, potentially without him. 
Um, and, and then, at, you know, we really don't know for that Carolina game if Rodgers is going to be ready to play. I mean, you know, everybody kind of just uh, assumes that he's going to jump to the rescue at that point uh, based on his uh, showing up on the practice field and working on the side and then thrown at Pittsburgh. But I think, uh, you know, based on what they did, albeit a loss offensively, I think they feel pretty good about where they are, at least for the next couple of weeks, given who they play Tampa Bay comes in with the worst pass defense in the National Football League. So I, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I mean, it's hard to tell for a team that's won one out of the last several. Um, you know, you wouldn't think it would be that optimistic, but it seems optimistic when you talk to these guys in the locker room. You know, Bill, that's what scares me a little bit. If you go back two weeks prior against Baltimore, they're trying to, trying to throw the ball over the, all over the yard. Find out that doesn't work. You change the game plan. You go to a run-first game against Pittsburgh. You have the best offensive output you've had since the injury. Now you face a Tampa Bay defense, as you said, it's the worst pass defense in the league. What I'm saying is, Mike, don't don't go back to the Ravens. Don't think, okay, we're playing against a bad team against the pass. We're gonna we're gonna go back to what we do. I think you got to stick with the formula you had against Pittsburgh. You agree? I would agree with you. You know, it's a great point, Tim, and I I think when it what it really boils down to is they need to stick to what's got them there. They get potentially a little bit healthier. We're not sure. We haven't seen if Aaron Jones is going to play yet, but he's practiced this week. So that adds more depth to the to the backfield in, in terms of running the football. I, I think uh, Mike did really one of his really good coaching jobs last week in his creativity uh, with the offense. They were able to get the ball downfield more and yet not compromise uh, the ability to run the football. They still ran it a lot against the Steelers. And, and I, uh, at, you know, to your point, I think they need to figure a way to do that again. You know, stay creative, allow Hundley to do certain things throwing the football against this Tampa defense, but don't forget about the running game. Okay, Bill, so you guys had mentioned that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a bad pass defense. They don't score a lot of points. They're 1-5 and five on the road this uh, year. They do get Jameis Winston back, but is there anything about this Tampa team to fear, or is really the only or at least the biggest fear for the Packers just which Packers team shows up on Sunday? Well, um, certainly the latter is important, um, You know what team shows up, because you just don't know. They haven't been consistent in their approach at all. Um, you know, I, I I think you still fear Tampa Bay's weapons. You you fear Winston coming back. You fear uh, Evans. You know, and and uh, Deshaun Jackson with the speed that they have, uh, because the Packers secondary has been nothing to write home about, and the pass rush has been nothing to write home about. And and I I still think it boils down to that. If if they can get some heat to at least disrupt the timing of the quarterback, they'll be all right. But they haven't been able to do that very much at all over the last several weeks. It's interesting, too. You go back to the Pittsburgh game. I, I know they lost and the defense gave up 30 points, but you know they played without two of their best players and Clay Matthews and Kenny Clark. Uh, word on the street, Bill, they both could play this weekend against Tampa Bay. Certainly that's going to help out that defense. Correct. And I, and I think you know as much as they uh, – you know, Clay Matthews hasn't statistically, from a sack standpoint, had a great year. But he's had a pretty good year. When he's been on the field, he's been pretty solid. Uh, but Kenny Clark has really been the guy, uh, in my opinion, that week in and week out, he really clogs up that middle. And I think they missed him big time last week. So if he's back healthy and can play the whole game, I think that's going to help Green Bay quite a bit. Much has been made uh, recently about the connection between Devontae Adams and Brett Hundley, that that's kind of been his, his number one target. 
But if you had to pick one of the other guys to get going because it'll really help the offense or that you think there's something there that they just haven't been able to tap into for whatever reason as far as especially the receivers go or tight ends, is there a guy that you would pick out of that group? Well, I think Jordy Nelson is the obvious answer to that question. Um, I, I think they've been able to find a way at times to still um, you know, get the ball to other receivers, but uh, Nelson seems to be the guy that even last week he started to make a little progress, a little headway in that receiving game, and offensively they were better for it. Um, so I, I, you know, I think he's the guy they got to get going. And Hunley feeling better about where he is in the passing game should be able to pull that off a little bit more this week. Yeah, it's crazy too, Bill, when you think about it. I mean, we talk all the time offensively the weapons they have, primarily wide receivers. And before Martellus Bennett with Goofy, you know, the tight ends, that's what we're excited about. You know, injuries aside, the depth of running back that they have right now is arguably, based upon limited sample size, is the best that Mike McCarthy has ever had. So it begs the question, If it, I guess maybe we talked about it a moment ago, you know, it's, you throw the ball a little bit, but you got some you got some guys in the backfield who have shown at an offensive line they can move the ball on the ground, which is rare for this Green Bay team under Mike McCarthy. Well, it is. It's also rare that McCarthy is stuck to the running game. Um, you know, <laughs> You're so, right. You know, because you can't gain yards if you if you don't you know, if you don't stick to running the football. So, um, you know, McCarthy has. I mean, this is the time of the year that if he's ever going to run the football, this is the time he runs it. He always says you got to be able to run the football late season, got to run it in December, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, you know, this is the time, and and I think it it is somewhat encouraging that. He's figured out, you know, after they lost to Baltimore when they when they went to the air, he figured out, you know what, um, with this guy, Hundley, a quarterback, you know, we need to be able to mix it up more. It makes play action better anyway, um, you know, so get back to the run. So I, I think it's encouraging that he figured that out for last week. And even though they didn't win the game, they still put up a lot of points and competed with the Steelers. Um, and and as, as long as, uh, you know, to, to me, it's like – he doesn't run the ball until the calendar tells him to run the ball. And to me, right now, the calendar is telling him to run the football. All right, real quick, I want to know, are you feeling a 2-0 weekend in regards to football, Badgers and Packers? Um, I, I am. Uh, it, you know, really, the, the, the Packers are the question mark, but they're desperate now for a win, so um, I, I, think they, uh, I think they'll pull it out. I think everybody, uh, I mean, Wisconsin's approach week after week after week after week is almost boring to the outsider looking in uh, because they don't bite. They don't bite on talking about the national football playoffs and, and the national football playoff rankings and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, they, they, they've just played the same approach week after week, and now it's time to finish it off. Good stuff. Have a fantastic weekend. We reconvene next week, all right? All right. You guys, too. Take care. Thanks, Bill. Bill Scott, our Green and Gold Insider, Sports Director of the Wisconsin Radio Network. Lukey is gone, but the traditions continue. Fritters are here, and you got birthdays coming up? Birthdays, and most importantly, next, picks. Are you ready to make picks? Bill Johnson won last week, subbing for Lukey, so you've got a big tradition to uphold here. I'm not going to have any time if we don't go to break, though. Oh, let's get to break, then. <laughs> this is Lucas in the Morning. little unfinished business here on Lucas in the Morning. A quick shout-out to our uh, great sponsor of Bill Scott's weekly segment, uh, Metro Ford of Madison. Tim Scott filling in for Lukey. He and Matt and the whole gang traveling to Indianapolis getting ready for tomorrow's Big Ten title game. But the music indicates only one thing. 
a lot of pressure on you is what it indicates because we you've got to carry the road. load here. Yeah, 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 We're yeah. trying to win pizza, which we never get paid off on, but we try to win it anyway. And last week, Bill Johnson did it filling in for Luki. Now it's your turn. And you haven't gotten the segment. pizza yet? No, we haven't yet because there's some, they do oh, bring they it don't deliver in the morning thing. They like do. They're breakfast pizza, in by the way. afternoon. Right. They're, they're Ian's Pizza's breakfast As pizza is awesome. Luke points out, there's no law that says you can't have a pizza delivered and put in the fridge By the, the way, evening, we, you and then know, we get it the next morning. We, we get pizza for the Badger football postgame shows from Ian's Pizza. Are you kidding me? You mean no, when I'm yelling awesome. at my radio and you and Scott are saying things? You guys are eating pizza? <laughs> oh, we love oh, Ian's pizza, pizza, baby. I can't believe Getting it. it done. You want to go college or pro first? For Let's your go pick? college. That's that's where I'm struggling, Rob, because I smell some upsets tomorrow. Oh, you do? I well, do. Well, let's build up to the one that you, uh, you mentioned off the air to me. We're going to pick all the major conference uh, championship games. And I don't know if this is not the major one, but it's another one that's in a, a ranked team. Memphis against UCF. It's a pick'em game. Who do you like? I like Memphis. They put 70 on the board last week. UCF's undefeated. Doesn't make a difference. That's, that's Scott my, Frost. That's my upset special. His mind is on jobs elsewhere. His bags are packed. He's heading home to Nebraska. Right. Go with the upset. Yeah, I like it. You touched on it. Here's the numbers. It's 70, game. 66, 41, 56, 42, 30, 70. Those are the point totals that Memphis has put up yep. in their last X amount of games. Uh, I'm going to take Memphis, if for no other reason, because my dad lives in Memphis. So we'll go with Memphis, and then that coach is going to head to Arkansas and take Bielema. Solid logic there. Yeah, how about Pac-12, Stanford-USC in a rematch? In the I-don't-care game? Oh, (laughs) USC, by the way, the Trojans, three-and-a-half-point favorites. You know what? I'm going to go with Stanford in that game. The last time that Stanford lost to the same team uh, twice in a season? Right. Was a rugby team out of Australia back in like the early 1900s when that's when they played for college football. So I'm going to take Stanford in the rematch, at least take the three and a half points to keep it. You know it close. what? Tiger Woods is back. He's a Stanford alum. Co- oh, connect the dots. It's Boom. All there you go. Coming it together. Is. Way to work it back into there Tiger is back. Uh, Clemson, you talked about your guy Dabo Sweeney earlier, the ACC championship game. The defending national champs are nine and a half point favorites over the Miami Hurricanes. You got the U or you got the Tigers? You got Mark Richt on the sidelines. You got Dabo Sweeney and the other sidelines go with the Dabo. I like the paw too in this one, giving up the nine and a half points. It's a lot of points to give up, but uh, Dabo's been my guy all year long, and I think the U's Cinderella run comes crashing to an end here. A Big 12 championship game uh, has some importance as well in this playoff. TCU against Oklahoma, another rematch. TCU getting seven points. Who do you like? This is the one of those games that I really struggled with. Um, I'm going to go with Oklahoma in this game. I just think they're a better team. But it would not shock me mm-hmm. if TCU pulls it out. I think we picked this game the first time they played this year. And it went with all of this great logic. You know, Gary Patterson, great defense with the Horned Frogs. They'll keep it close. And they got hammered. And they got hammered. So I'm going to go <laughs> with the same logic because sooner or later it has to come true. So I'll take TCU in this one. Plus... I want a little bit of chaos, just not with the with the Badgers. I want it to come from some other conference. And if not, you can get hammered. Right, exactly. <laughs> we can do that. Two, uh, the SEC championship game, another rematch. Georgia against Auburn. The Tigers won the regular season meeting. Auburn giving up two and a half, coming off their Iron Bowl victory over Bama. I just think the... I'm going to go with Auburn in this game. I am. I think Gus Malzahn... His losses early in the season, I mean, I, and I know that the wins against Georgia and Alabama came at Auburn. I just think they're a hot team right now. It's so hard to be the team twice in a season, though. Is it in football? It doesn't That's seem so like you hard. get it that often in football. Not, well, and certainly in not, college football, I feel yeah. like you do in these championship games, yeah. That's the one great thing about the college football this year in the setup. 
what is it, eight of the ten teams that are in the top ten are all playing each right. other in the conference right. championship games. So really, the playoffs have started this week. After you win that game in the Iron Bowl, the Tigers cannot screw it up now. You know what got, I'm going to take the Auburn Tigers. You know what I love to see? I love to see the camera pan the sidelines where they have VIPs for this game and standing there, kind of, uh, kind of hidden in the background. There's Nick Saban on the sidelines for the Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> <laughs> Rudy Whoa, this Coach Saban is a fan. Had an off week. He's watching the game. Uh, the the local one of interest, of course, Badgers-Buckeyes Big Ten Championship game. Who do you have there? Badgers. I'll go the, I just think Wisconsin's a better team. I, I, go ahead, Ben. Well, I was going to say, I hate to bring it to you, but we got to roll here. Oh, all right. So well, I'll take Badgers. NFL, right. Packers-Tampa. Packers. Packers getting a point and a half. I'll take Packers as well. Vikings at Atlanta. Atlanta giving up three. I'm going with the Atlanta Falcons at home, baby. I am. I will, too. We can't get on the Vikings boat. That ship will be sinking sooner or later. Philly at Seattle wraps it up for us. The Eagles giving up six points to a decimated uh, Seattle Seahawks I just think Philly is too good. I'll take Philadelphia on the road. I'll take the Carson Wentz bandwagon as well and give up the six points. Those are our picks. Let's hopefully have some pizza next week. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) This is Lucas in the morning. Okay, patrons, it's time to grab a little slice of cake and put on that party hat because it's birthdays, dead or alive. Here's Uncle Lukey. I don't know if you know this, Tim, but this is Ben's favorite segment of the show. It is. I just, I just, I just love the title. Initially, it wasn't called that because Lukey would bring up so many dead guys. We had to call it <laughs> Dead or Alive. Right? Yeah. Well, in Ben's honor, then, let's go with his favorite song ever and his favorite musical artist ever, Bette Midler. You can rock out to a little bet. Oh, I thought you were Wait doing Wind minute. Beneath the Wings. I forgot we switched it Wait. to the Rose. This is a better song. What's the term that they use during Drew's show? Intern Josh says... It's a banger. This is not a banger. Not a, not a banger? No. Well, happy having, birthday to they, Bette Midler anyway. Oh she turned God. 72 I don't like that today. term with Bette Midler. I think she was the final guest in the Johnny Carson show. She was. Oh, she was, she yes. She gave him a nice big she kiss did. in the cheek, Yes, too. I do remember that. Uh, comedian Sarah Silverman turning 47 today. And one of the greatest stand-up comedians of all time, Richard Pryor, would have been 77 Unfortunately, today. we cannot play any of his highlights. No! We tried. Yep. Yes. We really tried searching for some sports birthdays. Deshaun Jackson, the wide receiver, 31. Javier Baez, Chicago Cubs infielder, turns 25 today. All right, tell us your favorite Walter Alston or Calvin Griffith story. Do you have either one of those, <laughs> Tim? No? Walter Alston. No, you don't have any of those? Former <laughs> Dodgers manager Walter yes, Alston yes, or Calvin yes, Griffith, yes. the chief owner of the Twins. You know that rotation up? they had with Koufax? And, uh, yes, yeah, 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 yes. Yeah. They beat yeah. the Twins in the 65 right. Series. I remember them. Lou Rawls was born on this date in 1933. What a voice. I just remember. I hear that deep voice. There we go. I'm trying to remember what commercial did he do. Was it a beer commercial? I think it's like a Colt 45 kind of commercial or something. He and Billy D. Williams both had that that deep, cool voice that you'd always want to have. Roger Christian, member of the 1980 Olympic hockey team uh, that won uh, 1960, excuse me, uh, turned uh, 82 today. Lee Trevino, we've been talking about golf with Tiger Woods. Lee is 78 years old today. What is it? What was it? Super Tax, Super Max, Super Max, Super Max, Super Max. Right, yeah. yeah, played that big slice that he had. Talking, he about, a, he was talking doing, about a life story. Oh yeah, he, there's mean, a guy who carved it right out of the yeah. dirt, no doubt about it. George Foster, former uh, member of the Big Red Machine, yes. born on this date in 1948, weirdest looking home run hitter ever. He was like a beanpole. 
The guy was as big as you know this pole right in front of us right now, but he could hit bombs for home runs once they'd almost LaPay 50 home runs uh, in here. and lighting candles in honor of his birthday. Today. I'm sure they <laughs> are. Diehard Reds guys. You guys want to tell us your favorite Pablo Escobar story? The uh, Columbia Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And Drug Lord, you got there's any a cool, There's a notes? cool show right now on History Channel calling, uh, calling is, is it called Finding? Escobar's millions Something or like that. Oh, really? yeah. Yeah, it, because the story is real quick he has billions of dollars stashed in caves in Mexico yeah. and they're trying to find it ah, I'm going to have to look into that don't ask Sean Penn about him either born yeah. in 49 died in uh, 93 uh, John Densmore, that's why we're playing the Doors, right? Uh, he is the drummer. You gave uh, me the, the list, Rob. I, I, I mean, yep, here it is, right Great in front Lord. of my hand. Right. Let me do Val a little here, right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Val Kilmer uh, as the Doors. Uh, uh, Steve Walsh uh, from St. Paul, Minnesota, played in the NFL for teams like the Bears, Tampa the U Bay, quarterback. and the U quarterback. There we go. You can see him right now in that 30 for 30 documentary about the. Uh, Great game against uh, Notre Dame. Uh, I think those are all the meaningful, useful birthdays. We can uh, just leave it at that. Those are your Oddly birthdays enough, for this he closes day. out with a former Minnesota resident. I don't know so how that worked out. Yeah, it's just, just a great connection way. there. Yeah. All right, Brian, speaking of Minnesota this weekend, Minnesota and Wisconsin hook it up in some hockey. Border battle, yes. Yeah, Brian Posick is not with us, so we're not going to talk about that. But he's oh! wearing a hockey jersey. Yeah, he just did that to me. We'll uh, check in with Bill Johnson in just a bit. Also, Andy Baggett, thoughts about the Badgers. It's a Badger-heavy show today. Why not? Playing for a shot in college football's hallowed place to be. That would be, of course, the uh, college football playoffs. Got to get through Ohio State first. A lot more talk on that. Josh Gosser will be with us, too, at about 7.30. Tim Scott playing the role for Lukey today with Rob and Ben. This is Lucas in the Morning. Good morning. Good morning. Ah, oh, what a beautiful morning. This is Lucas in the morning. I'm from the old school. I got a street knowledge. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? The show where the hot topics get doused with a bucket of cold water. Now that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Fasten your seatbelts and get ready for a radio ride. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, here's Mike Lucas. No Lukey today. Tim Scott, Rob Vogel, Ben is here. And uh, this segment sponsored by On Ice Promotions, the area's leader in skill development. Bill Johnson is here. Wow. Ben, you know what? Just crank up the old-time old guy music if you got it handy because <laughs> Bill walked in. We had an old guy flashback. One of the greatest sports movies of all time. But people want to say The Natural. And it's a movie that you don't really want to show to the kids, you know, until they're probably <laughs> about, what, 17, 18 years old? Well, your kid's seen it, hasn't he, Rob? It depends on which one it is, because if you uh, immediately when you said that, I was thinking Bad News Bears. I'm talking Slapshot. Slapshot. That, that too. Both of those. But I own both of those, and they're sitting on the shelf waiting for Junior to watch them someday. <laughs> Slapshot is one of the greatest oh, sports fan- movies of all time. Fantastic. There's so many great lines from the movie, and, you know, it's just, just a fantastic show. No, I, I do. I have my Hanrahan jersey on today. 
I'm trying to think, Slapshot's okay in the TV version where it's the cleaned up version, yeah. but it's like Bad News Bears where I was watching it with my kid, the TV version, I'm like, right. you know the cleaned up version is okay, but it just doesn't do oh. justice no. to how you offend everyone you in the, in the other version. You can't have Tanner Boyle in, right. the, in the cleaned up version. Right, right exactly. Right. You've got those words coming out of a kid's mouth. And if you don't know what we're talking about... Get a life. It's one of the greatest See, sports movies of all time. My um, it, the the Bad News Bears story. I was ten. I was probably ten when the movie came out in theaters. Mm-hmm. And my dad worked third shift, so he was looking for a little bonding time, and he really didn't know what the movie was about. So he just threw me in the car, and we went to the old Mill Road Cinema. He said, "Ah, let's go see this. Looks like a fun little, little sports movie." Mine was wasn't shocked. a fun sports movie. The first time I remember is don't I don't tell know, your mother, <laughs> don't tell your mom, Bill. I can't imagine what possessed my dad to do this because I think it was both myself and my sister, who's three years younger than me. And I don't know what year Stripes came out. Oh, the next thing <laughs> that was a great We're movie. in the movie theater seeing Stripes, oh, yeah. and there's at least besides some language. There's at least one scene with nudity in it. That hot stuff, like, hot stuff, like, hot stuff, hey, hot stuff, um, hot stuff. John Dad, Candy is my favorite what, in that movie. What are we doing? Oh, John Candy is one of the best. You just like the mud wrestling scene with John Candy. <laughs> we were on the way to the bingo hall. <laughs> my, my kid is now appreciating John Candy from Home Alone. Oh, sure. Remember, he's, Uncle the, he's the guy from the po- well, Uncle Buck, and he yep. loves the polka band scene. Oh, he goes, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. playing the polka, yeah. Well, we're getting set. We're here because the Badgers getting set to take on Ohio State. Um, you know, here's the thing. When you look at what Wisconsin has done, Rob, they're one of the best college football programs. One of the best, probably top five college football programs historically. Not historically, but in the last 15 years. Is that a list? If only we had some to? sort of list, exactly. you know, they could document oh, what you're talking it's about. It's a little weak setup. He's wish Luke left one. And he's checking it twice. It's time for Uncle Lukey's List. Here's Uncle Listy. Okay. Uh, I mean, no, Uncle Lukey. <laughs> See, that's <laughs> what happens. Favorite part. Yeah. Ah. Uncle Lukey. Uh, power five programs to win 100 games over the last 10 seasons. You ready? Okay. Uh, number five is Wisconsin, or are Wisconsin and Oregon. Both at 100. Think about that. Over the last 10 years, the Wisconsin football program owns a record of 133. 133. The only ones above them are Clemson with 103, Oklahoma with 104, Ohio State with 110, and Alabama with 123. Oh, let me tell you about the Crimson Tide. The only difference, and I pointed this out last hour, and the only difference between those schools in Wisconsin, they've all either won or played for a national championship. Right. You know, and that's, that's the thing about Wisconsin in football and in men's basketball, the same thing. They've been, if you if you look at the numbers, they've been one of the most dominant programs in the country. But they just need to get that one championship to validate everything. Mm-hmm. They are, I think, what is the, they said, the, the top 10 teams ranked right now in the college football rankings. Eight of those 10 have all won national championships. The or one that didn't was the Badgers in the mix. So they've got to get to the title game. Much like the, the we saw this with the basketball team. They went through this for years and years under Bo Ryan. Had all this Big Ten success. Yeah, well, that's just the regular season in Big Ten. You can't do it. Then they'd have success in the tournament, but not make it to the Final Four. Well, but you're not making it to the Final Four. Then they made it to the Final Four, and there were still just at least a few out there going, yeah, but you haven't won a national championship, and you never will. Well, they got to the championship game and, you know, came close. but didn't get that. But it certainly knocked down a lot of those barriers for people as you go along, and now that's what the football team has to do as well. What a national champion does, championship does, unfortunately, it validates in the eyes of some, in the eyes actually of many, of all the stuff you've accomplished. We, we all know that this is an amazing thing. But in the eyes of many, 
The validation doesn't happen until you win a national championship. And it'll also do, what's the story we always hear about, and this is with both basketball and football, about recruiting and about why can't we get the athletes here at Wisconsin that they get at Ohio State. You're not going to make a huge jump, but it's the next jump in chipping away at getting more five-star, four-star, whatever it is, adding in some more of those recruits if you're now on that level or seen on that level. Well, the, the, the best thing that, and I think this goes for football, but especially for basketball, the best thing that that basketball program does is make guys better. How do you make guys better if they're only sticking around for a year? You know, I mean, so it, 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 people will criticize them and say that they intentionally don't go after those types of players. Um, that's just not that's that's not the way that they operate. Fans don't care, Bill. It's all about one thing, baby: well, winning championships, right? Well, and and the Packers are a gleaming example too of what happens when you finally win a championship. Then they expect to win the championship every year, <laughs> right? Well, that's and we'll talk to Jesse Temple about this from Land of Ten when he joins us at seven forty-five. My bone to pick with a lot of people who are writing articles about comparing the Badgers and Ohio State and different recruiting philosophies. It's not a philosophy. It's a reality. You don't think that if there was a draft tomorrow that Paul Christ and the Badger program would take some of the guys that Ohio State and other programs are getting, the four- and five-star? They would. They just can't get them to come here. So, by necessity, they recruit some of these other guys and make them into great players. It is a successful formula. They strayed away from it with Gary Anderson. They righted the ship. Thank God that guy's gone. And now we have a shot. Bill, real quick, 30 seconds, your pick Saturday. Who wins and why? Oh, boy, I think Wisconsin wins because their defense is that good. Dave Hanrahan has never spoken more knowledge. I love it. Wow. <laughs> it scares me how many Hanrahan! people are picking the Badgers. Hanrahan! The number of people picking the Badgers scares me now. Yeah. Uh, Too many are on board with this. I'm a negative guy. When it goes so bad, I've been negative all morning. Right. Well, I, I feel better about their chances when I'm negative Just about their chances, quick, if that makes sense. Quickly on the recruiting thing, do you think maybe, you know, Nick Saban, Urban Meyer wished that they would have recruited Jonathan Taylor? Just a thought. No. Not at all. Maybe. They're, not they're, at all. They're, they're, they're no. all right. No, they, they got have, a pretty good freshman yes. running back there. Yes, not at all. Yeah, by the way, if, if, if you think Urban Meyer cares, did you see the backup quarterback that stepped yeah. in when JT Barrett went out? Looked right. pretty damn Laying good. like a deer and <laughs> threw it down the field. Right. Yeah, he, like, he cares. All right, uh, he cares a lot. Andy Baggett, been with the program for years. We'll uh, talk to Andy when we come back. You mentioned Jesse Temple and also Josh Gosser with us at the bottom of the hour. Tim Scott, Rob Vogel, Ben, Bill Johnson, everybody's here today hanging out for Lukey. Stay with us. This is Lucas in the Morning. And in Phoenix, Arizona, we drink way too much Corona. It, it means a lot and certainly honored by the award and, and yet know that it's you know it takes so many people and coaches and players and and that's where you know I didn't need an award to know how fortunate I am to get to do it with this group of people but you do feel like it's on behalf of the whole team because it's a uh, without the team without the people none of this happens a little bit from Paul Chris talking about uh, winning the Big Ten Coach of the Year award yesterday. Cool stuff and rightfully deserved. I mean, you know, Robin, I said to you during we were listening to that, so who would finish second in that voting? Well, I know that there were people in East Lansing that said they were, at the time, they were saying they'd be shocked if it wasn't Dan Antonio, Dan Antonio, Dan Antonio winning 
the Coach of the Year award, which a lot of Badger fans then immediately remind them, uh, Paul Chris? That was Herb's. Undefeated. Yeah. No, it was people out of East Lansing, media folks out of East Lansing. So maybe he'd, he'd be a, a second in there. And, and a Coach of the Year award, at least one of the two, there's a media and a coaches voting for it, named after the former Badgers coach, Coach McLean. So that meant a lot for Paul Chris as well, who has his ties with him. Certainly does. Let's talk to one of our many Badger insiders. He is Andy Baggett. So Andy, uh, Paul wins this thing unanimously as he should. I mean, what the, what the team has done to this point is, is, is just remarkable but you know i was thinking about you know who also had a great season you know the brom kid he's not a kid but the coach of purdue i thought he he's done a masterful job in his first season there as, as well it's hard to change a culture i think you're right i i totally agree with the coach of the year decisions for the from the media and the coaches uh, all deserved it you don't there aren't many schools certainly that are out of the the, the, the big the big ones in, in Ohio State and Michigan that have gone unbeaten in a in a regular season like this. So, uh, I, I I think that that's that, that's a tip. Of the, <clears throat> excuse me, a tip of the cap to that. But at the same time, um, there are deserving coaches, and 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 Brahm is, is definitely one of those because Purdue's culture has been uh, really on the downslide for quite a while, and he and it looks like he changed that in a hurry. I can understand the uh, people talk about Mark D'Antonio. Uh, Michigan State certainly uh, took a step back at a period a year ago and to kind of change course and to get that back on track in, in a short time is, is, uh, is a tribute to some pretty good coaching. But again, uh, I think they got the, I think they got it right. Andy, you and a number of people who've covered the Badger program for a long time now have been around Paul Christ, both as a, an assistant coach, coordinator, and, and now player. as a head coach player, player, yeah. player uh, back in the day. Of the changes and growth with him as a coach, I know one is probably not that he's certainly grown a love for doing media availabilities <laughs> and interviews, but love is there stuff. anything else that stands out to you about, I don't know, maybe change is too strong, but that he has grown or evolved into that you've seen that stands out to you as a coach from when he started? in this program well i think when you in a job like that I, I think if there's been growth it's been in the fact that it's not just x's and o's you you have to embrace every element of being the uh, the mayor of the front porch you know you are you are the guy that everybody goes to you are the the the, the guy who's uh, the focus of this program and and that's that's being in the spotlight is not easy for Paul. I, he, he he comes across as an oh shucks guy and and uh, and that type of thing. But it, it's I don't think it's ever been a real big thrill for him to stand in front of the, the cameras and take credit for something that uh, is is like a coach of the year award that clearly is got layer after layer after layer involved in it. And and so I think getting to getting to embrace the spotlight, the personal spotlight, is something that. Uh, He's done a better job of uh, of late, uh, but at the same time, I think he's. I think the X's and O's have, have always been there. They've they've gotten better, but they've always been there with such a strong foundation that. Uh, uh, him growing as a person, I think, is more so than him growing as a coach. It's 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 fun to talk about what this program has done overall. We we gave a statistic a few minutes ago, Andy. I know you've seen it over the last ten years. The Wisconsin's record football record is one hundred and thirty three. Programs set goals every year. You know, win the conference, win the division, win, make it to the Big Ten title game, win that, and then see what happens after that. Never will they talk about it openly, but. A goal always is, will be, to have a shot to play for a national championship. Fans want it. 
I mean, as media, because you know we're covering this the program as long as you have to, you want to see it. Um, they want this, and I mean, obviously, you want this, you want to win. I'm trying to formulate a question here because my point with it is, is that I believe this program and everyone involved in it. I believe they deserve a chance to play for a national championship based upon what they've done in the last 10 years and beyond. Well, I, I, you, life doesn't work that way, but I, I guess the what I think about this team at this point is I get a very similar vibe to what basketball was a couple of years ago before it went to a Final Four. It was good enough. People doubted whether it was good enough. You had the players, you had the coaching you had, it's just that people couldn't get their heads around the fact that Wisconsin would be in the Final Four, uh, not just once, but twice, and, and playing for a national championship. And, and I think this team, there, there's, a, there's a similar vibe to it with regards to how these guys feel about each other, how these guys play off of one another, how these guys respect one another, and, and how good they are. And, and I think that the, they look at this Big Ten championship game as an opportunity to dispel a lot of doubts about them. Not that they have them, but those who do have them about the Wisconsin football. And uh, that's why I think that this is going to be a, a pretty entertaining game on Saturday. And the numbers, Andy, for this rivalry between the Badgers and Buckeyes, the Buckeyes have owned it as of late, five five in a row, even though many of those games have been close, gone to overtime. Yeah, last uh, year. You can mix in a blowout or two, obviously. Eight of nine overall, though, for Ohio State in their favor coming out on top. Is there a matchup? Is there a player? Is there something you're looking at as the key for the Badgers to turn that around and get the number in their favor and get the win on Saturday? The Badgers have to be able to run the ball. Ohio State has allowed one back to gain 100 yards in a a game this year. They've really done a good job of of managing the run and and, uh, shutting teams down. And the game that they did allow 100 yards to get their butts kicked, it was Iowa. And so Wisconsin has got to, uh, if you go and look at the, uh, the all Big Ten offensive line, it's Ohio State and it's Wisconsin. And that is, uh, uh, there's, there are, there are reputations on the line here, I think. And I think the players recognize that. And I think the, who controls that line of scrimmage? It's cliche, but it's true. If Wisconsin can get some push and, and, and get a running game going and, John, and let Jonathan Taylor do some damage, that is the matchup that has to that has to be one if Wisconsin's going to pull this out. Well, I tell you what, the national spotlight, uh, thank you to Fox, will be on Wisconsin on Saturday. You've got Ohio State and Wisconsin men's basketball tipping off early in the day, and then you roll into the Big Ten title game. What's lost, though, is that you know that old rivalry getting back at it this weekend in the Twin Cities, and you know a lot about Badger hockey. You know a lot about this history. Kind of getting overlooked a little bit is Minnesota and Wisconsin. That's always fun when these schools get together. And it, and it should be. I, the, Wisconsin, to this point, has, has played up to its competition and uh, played, unfortunately, played some games down to its competition. And, and uh, Minnesota is a, is a title contender. Minnesota's defending Big Ten champion. And uh, I think that uh, this game, this series has, has the Badgers' attention. And, and they, they want to make a, a statement here, uh, kind of get some momentum going heading into the holiday break because they get Notre Dame coming up and Notre Dame's really played well. Uh, this is a good moment to, uh, to kind of get your game uh, at, at its A level and to, uh, and to get some momentum going into the new year. All right. Uh, who wins on Saturdays? Start with football. Uh, Wisconsin. Another if you're asking one. me for a score, I, don't, I, I have no I no, you even begin to tell you. You said I, enough. I, I, That's I, all I, I need. About, I feel good about this uh, 
the vibe that I get from this team, and the, the there's a, there's a sense of of determination that you that you don't always feel from teams. This is a this is a team that feels really really good about what it's going to do on Saturday. Rob, there's a word for it. It's called destiny. I guess so. And Annie's destiny. Annie's answer goes with our early poll results so far in the poll question. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So I put out there on your prediction. So far, 77% Badgers win a close game. 15% Badgers win big is in second place. So a lot of confidence uh, among Badger faithful, for sure. Enjoy the game That's Saturday. Shocking. Andy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, my friend, thanks for all you do. We'll uh, be reading your stuff as the game unfolds, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Okay, guys, enjoy your days. All right, thanks, Andy. Andy Baggett, our Badger Insider, UWBadgers.com. You know, a guy that got a lot of love the other night in the Virginia game, how many Josh Gosser references did we hear? You can never get enough. We can never get enough yeah. of Josh Gosser. He's going to join us next. We'll talk a little Big Ten hoop. Yes, it tips off this weekend. The Badgers in Ohio State. That is, we continue. You know, we should just call this like Badger Prime Friday or something today. It's blow out the Badger Day. That's all it is. You I get mean, Luke out of here and look what happens. Do you really want to talk about the Packers <laughs> and Tampa to talk Bay? Badgers. You get this Luke weekend? out of here, we can finally talk some Badgers. Maybe we'll talk a little Bucks <laughs> too with Josh. Stay with us. Some hoop talk as we continue here on Lucas in the Morning. Hey, welcome back. Lucas in the morning. Tim Scott here. Rob Vogel to my left. Ben is there as we uh, fill in for, I'm filling in for Luke, traveling today. He and Matt down to Indianapolis for the uh, Big Ten title game tomorrow. Now, coverage on the stations that you are listening to our voice on, on the Madison markets, it's on our sister station, 1310 WIBA, but Milwaukee on 920 and in uh, Appleton, Green Bay, where you're listening to us. Coverage starts uh, in those markets in Milwaukee at 3, in Appleton, Green Bay at 5 o'clock, in Madison, 3 o'clock as well. Of course, iHeartRadio, you got it there. BadgerSportsNetwork.com, you got it there. We got you covered from start to finish. What time do you usually wrap up the post game for something like uh, this? 717 kickoff. Nelly and I uh, will be done around 1 a.m. Okay. Yeah, we'll be done. All right, I'll make sure to listen until 1 a.m. and get mad at whatever you guys say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tweet the show. I'll tweet the show. Yeah, I'll, tweet, I'll call you'll in. tweet at us. There you go. I'll call in. You know, we we want to shift though because uh, because of the fact that the Big Ten tournament this year is in Madison Square Garden and they had to push it up because they have like a dog show or something like that going on. <laughs> right. I'm kidding, but they had to do it earlier. So because of that, the Big Ten uh, season tips off this weekend. The Badgers will take on Ohio State. He is our Badger basketball insider, the great one, Josh Gosser. My friend, you were getting lots of love during that TV broadcast on Monday night. I, I heard that. It, it, I don't think it was. Completely love. They said I was one of the only guys on the court who didn't play in the NBA. So it's slight jabs, but also you know, a little love too. You know what? The, the, I think that's the most love I've ever heard for one player who scored eleven points in a game. Kudos to you. <laughs> that's what happens when it's a forty-eight thirty-eight game, and the only guy who scored in double digits took two shots. So it was it was quite the game. It was pretty similar to one. Uh, obviously, last week we just played in, but uh, we came out on top. 
In fact, they changed the name of it from leading scorer in a game like that to guy who ended up with most points. And <laughs> this is a way exactly. of a backhanded compliment. Uh, well, J- Josh, we, you talked about the, the Virginia game and the, the love that you may or may not have gotten during the broadcast. This team right now struggling a little bit in the results category. They've obviously played some very good teams, some ranked opponents uh, during the way. What have you seen from them? I don't know if it's, it's a cause for concern, but it's definitely an area that this team needs to improve upon or find the right uh trigger or switch to flip to be able to get back on the winning side yeah yeah there's a team that doesn't know how to win yet and you know that's kind of what we're not used to you know we usually have a veteran team we usually have a lot of experience and the teams we're playing uh oftentimes don't know how to win and that's kind of a skill you you just have and you develop as a group uh as you go on through the years and unfortunately right now we're playing you know four freshmen you know a sophomore a lot um and and we're just trying to figure stuff out but uh, I, I like the way they're playing. They're competing. They're uh, they're gelling well together. They just uh, got to try to get over that hump, and um, I think they'll get there. It's just going to take some time. Yeah, it's interesting too. I know it's been written, it's been talked about that they haven't got much production out of this junior class. And right now, you talk about uh, the, a lack of just you know experience stepping up. I think that's a hole right now in this roster. Don't you agree? Yeah, it, it definitely is. There's no doubt about it. Um, especially in this program, you know, that sophomore to junior year jump uh, from so many players that we've seen, um, that's just what happens. You know, Stan Kaminsky, uh, uh, you know, John Luer, Ryan Evans, the list goes on and on. You know, once they kind of uh, get that two years under their belt, uh, it's kind of their time to go. And usually guys step up, usually guys um, get confidence. And, and right now that's not that hasn't happened in this class, but, um, you know, there's still a lot of time. And, and the good thing is, is that freshman class has been playing great. Uh, they got a great core core group, and they're they're going to learn on the fly. You know, they're being thrown in the fire there, and have to figure stuff out. And that's there's nothing better than uh, a teaching than uh, experience and getting out there on your own, getting out there, throwing uh, a tough atmosphere like Virginia, playing one of the best defenses in the country. There's no better teaching uh, than that. Josh, obviously, when you played with the Badgers, weren't many losing streaks or certainly lengthy ones to to talk about or have to to get out of. Uh, so when those tough times were here, whatever it was you considered one of the toughest times uh, for you as a player and for your team, what do you remember as being the thing that, that helped you guys get out of it? Because we all want to give, everybody wants to give the players and the team just kind of an injection of confidence. You talk about learning how to win. But obviously that can't happen. Something that has to happen in the court. So what do you recall as being the way that you have to get that confidence or find that first little spark that takes that step to the next one to the next one to get on your winning ways? Yeah, I mean it's frustrating. It, it, there's nothing worse than losing. Um, you know, my sophomore year we started one and four in the Big Ten, I believe, mm-hmm. and even my junior year, the the year we made the uh, Final Four for the first time, uh, we lost five or six at one point. Mm. So you know, every team has it. Every team goes through ups and downs. No matter if you're a a bad team, a great team, uh, it's going to happen. It's a long year. There's a, lot, there's a lot of good teams out there in the country, especially once the Big Ten season starts. Uh, but the biggest thing is leadership and confidence and. And right now, someone needs to step up as a leader. Uh, I know Ethan Happ, obviously, is you know one of the older guys that are playing, and uh, but guys just got to step up and lead and give each other confidence. And uh, at the end of the day, um, it's kind of how bad you want it. You know, you, you got to be able to sacrifice. You got to be able to do all the little things because um, you know the coaching staff they know what they're doing. Uh, you know, we got some talent, but we just got to figure it out. Josh Gosser joining us as he does Friday mornings here in Lucas in the morning. Badgers getting set to play Ohio State tomorrow. Or yes, tomorrow in the uh, Big Ten opener for both schools. You know, one of the things that's been written about this team this year too, Josh, and you're around them a little bit, is that 
it just feels different. It's it's a tight knit group. They had that trip overseas. Uh, they played a lot of basketball, albeit early in the season with all those exhibition games they had. And now you mix in this tough, tough schedule. You know, you're right. I think about leadership, but you know what? That unity this team has, and the fact that they've they've not been blown out in these games and the losses. They played right there to the end. One would hope that that team unity, that bond that seems to be there with this group, that's going to carry them and uh, well into the Big Ten season, and hopefully this team finds their stride by February and into March, right? No, you're exactly right. Um, there was no, there's no better time to have a foreign trip than this year, especially like you mentioned, uh, the Big Ten uh, season starting earlier, You know, already having a game tomorrow. I mean, usually use that non-conference uh, to really build up uh, to start the new season, which is the Big Ten season, which is uh, a full season or a full grind in itself. Uh, so the fact that that's starting early and we had, obviously, a really young team, uh, we needed that time uh, to play overseas. I mean, we had eight games before the season even started, which obviously was huge. And, and yeah, the big takeaway from those games is that, you know, we had a lot of guys step up. A lot of guys played well. Uh, unfortunately, they just got to be more consistent. You know, we've seen flashes from a lot of guys, you know, Brevin, Andy, uh, Kobe. A lot of guys have shown flashes. It's just about being more consistent and doing it time after time. And that's, that'll come with experience. Here's what I hope, my friend. I hope at halftime tomorrow, you're breaking down a huge first-half performance by these Wisconsin Badgers. <laughs> that would be great. I could use, uh, I could use two, uh, two Badger wins tomorrow. But uh, I, think, I think I'm going to be a little more focused on the football game, to be honest with you. But did, I hear you, day, did, sure. did I hear you guarantee two Wisconsin wins tomorrow? Is that what I heard from you, Josh? I didn't guarantee it, but I'm <laughs> confident. I'm not going to lie. I'm feeling really good, and I hope, uh, I hope I still feel good uh, in about... 36 hours from now. <laughs> Good stuff. Hey, bud, we'll talk to you next week, all right? Sounds great. Thanks, guys. Thanks, right. Josh. Josh Gosser, Badger, great. Don't forget, he and Lukey at halftime break it down, first half. Yeah, great addition to have to the team, both here on Fridays and during the broadcast of the game. Yeah. Certainly, Josh knows his stuff. Uh, another guy that knows his stuff is our buddy Jesse Temple, Land of Ten. Rob's favorite guest on a Friday. <laughs> well, anything when That's we're talking... That's what it says right here. Yeah. Tim Say, my favorite guest Anybody's on a my favorite guest when we're talking about previewing the Badgers in the Big Ten Championship game the following day. So that's right. immediately my favorite guest. Badger Prime Friday, otherwise known as Lucas in the Morning. We return in just a bit. going to get there as they, they always do, but it's just, um, can you make one more play than them in the run game to, to slow them down? Uh, and then the other part of that is limiting the big pass plays. They just do a lot of stuff that messes with your defense, your defensive rules, and if you have bad eyes or if you're kind of unsure on something, you could get beat. That's big play Joe Ferguson. You like that? Do. They need a few big plays on Saturday. I just made that up on the fly. That's like a nice nickname. There you go. <laughs> big play Joe Ferguson. We want to see some more of that. You know what's interesting about Joe Ferguson? Here's a guy who's a special teams guy. It was known more for being Barry's grandson. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when his number was called on, he was ready, made some huge plays. And you got to credit, again, what Jimmy Leonard has done with him. And I think back to some Wanaki love today. We haven't had any yet. But to Leo Musso. And Musso was that same type of guy, a much heralded running back coming in, an athlete coming into Wisconsin. And yet his senior year, under Leonard's leadership, 
his tutelage, if you will, this guy becomes the team MVP. Not saying that Joe Ferguson is that, Man. but you can just see how he coaches them up and does such a great job with them. Man, I'm happy that Jesse was going to join us anyway, but I'm really happy now that he can save us from this Wanaki love fest you guys are about to take us down that road. Hey, I wasn't. I was just, oh, I was just using fest. it. Please, Jesse, save us. Jesse <laughs> Temple, yeah. Land of Ten. Uh, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well. Heading down to Indy in a couple of hours, so uh, it's a definitely a, a beautiful time to be covering the Badgers football team. Yeah, I mean, wh- this team, and it's funny, Andy said, Andy Baggett said a few minutes ago that it just feels different. There's a different feel. There's a different vibe with this team. And you and I have talked, and I've said the same thing to you, that I just there's something about this team this year. It just feels different than teams that have made this journey before. I 100% agree, and I've been thinking about that really all week because, uh, you know, every Friday I make a prediction on which team I think is going to win. And sometimes it's hard to quantify uh, the specialness and the bond of a team. But I have the same feeling about this team that I did with the Badgers basketball team two years ago, the one that ultimately beat undefeated Kentucky in the Final Four. I just felt there was something so special about that group that they were going to beat Kentucky even though no one thought they would. I kind of get that same sense going into this Ohio State game, and some of it is there's a closeness to this team. These guys have played together for a number of years, but so have a lot of other Badgers teams. Um, it's hard to put your finger on, but I definitely agree with Andy. There, there is something about this team that is unique. One bit of news about this matchup from this week that we hadn't really uh, touched on much was JT Barrett's health, and we know that whatever it was, whoever it was, whatever kind of object hit him on the sideline uh, during Saturday's game against Michigan, and then he injured it or re-injured it during the game. But now the story's come out that he had arthroscopic surgery on Sunday. How, if at all, do you think this injury and what the situation is and the surgery will impact Saturday's game? My biggest question is how will it impact JT Barrett's mobility because that's one of his strengths, and that's an area that he really hurt Wisconsin in last year. You know, the Badgers had a lead at halftime after three quarters, and JT Barrett was able to get loose. Um, You know, you have to set the edge with him. He rushed for 92 yards in that game last year and then two touchdowns, and it really made all the difference from Wisconsin uh, pulling off that victory. So he's obviously a dual-threat guy. If he's not able to run, that obviously helps Wisconsin's defense. But I I just wonder, you know, when you undergo surgery for repairing a meniscus or whatever the the procedure was, how that will impact him on game day, especially when it just happened six days before the biggest game of the season. Right. It's interesting. You know, you were talking a moment ago, too, about, um, you know, the depth in this team, especially on the defensive side of the football. I mean, Wisconsin's defense is the top-ranked defense in college football. But I was thinking about a couple of linebackers, Jesse, and Garrett Dooley and Ryan Conley. Uh, Dooley got some love this week from the Big Ten. Uh, I think Ryan Conley got jobbed, if you ask me, from a postseason award. But the point I'm trying to make is this, is that these guys have gotten a lot of snaps when in past years they may not have because of injury. You think about Vince Beagle's injury and, and Watt's injury and other guys who were injured in that spot. These guys were forced to play early. And I think now, as we jump ahead a couple of years, it's paying off big time for this football team. Absolutely. Garrett Dooley got the opportunity that he did last year because Vince Beagle got hurt, and Garrett played some of his best football during those games. You know, Vince couldn't play in uh, Ohio State and Michigan games, and then Garrett carried that momentum forward in games against Nebraska and Iowa, and that really set him up for this season. And the exact same thing happened to Ryan Connolly. You know, they lose Chris Orr in the season opener at LSU last year. He winds up starting eight games. 
he probably wouldn't have played at all uh, if that hadn't happened, or if he did, it would have been very limited. And now those guys are key cogs. Dooley has uh, just been a pass-rushing fiend off the edge, and Connolly has become one of your most reliable inside linebackers. But that is kind of the mantra of this uh, Wisconsin team. As cliched as it is, it's that next man up. But, you know, they've been able to build depth at every level. That's the thing that has impressed me most about this season. It hasn't mattered that there have been injuries all over the place. Guys have been stepping in, and you mentioned Joe Ferguson. Perfect example of what Wisconsin football is all about. Jesse, looking at the matchup, we've talked about uh, which... Is it the offense versus the defense, the line, the secondary, the quarterback play? Which one will be the key to Saturday's uh, result? And reading in a, an article that quoted an anonymous Big Ten coach whose team had faced both the Badgers and the Buckeyes this season, he pointed out as one of the matchups that's key for him is the Ohio State receivers against the Badgers secondary and said, quote, I think they can give Wisconsin secondary some trouble, and I will be surprised if Ohio State doesn't win the game. And I've long thought that as being one of the matchups when you talk about recruiting and talent gaps that those speed receivers that they get match up against whatever the Badgers roll out in their secondary has been maybe one of the more noticeable gaps. How much better is this Badgers team, especially after we saw what happened in the second half of the Big Ten Championship game last year against Penn State, how much better is this secondary poised to meet that challenge? Well, I think they're a lot better, and I wrote a story about that this week about how much they felt they learned from that game in the Big Ten Championship last year. You know, they had three touchdown lead with a minute left in the first half, and then boom, 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 Trace McSorley was just throwing it all over the place. And, you know, obviously it taught them you can't take any plays off. But just from who they have back there, I mean, Nick Nelson, to me, has been phenomenal, as good as advertised. He's already set the single season or, or the career you know, program record in a season uh, with pass deflections. He has 20 of them. I think Derek Tindall has been around, you know, it seems like forever. And Natrell Jamerson is somebody they moved from cornerback to safety. But you guys saw the video in the offseason of him bench pressing 405 pounds. He's so versatile. He can stop tight ends. He can stop wide receivers. Um, and Joe Ferguson and Dakota Dixon, depending on how healthy it is, it is uh, he is. I think that uh, that combination is good enough to handle anybody. But there's no question this is going to be the most difficult challenge of the season. And that is one of the more interesting matchups. And we'll see how it plays out on Saturday. Hey, safe travels. We'll see you in Indy tomorrow, bud. Thanks. Take care. Thanks, Jesse. Jesse Temple, Land of Ten. Check out the website. It is awesome. Quick yeah, break. A lot of good stuff. You know what? Giannis was awesome last night. We'll touch on that real quick when we come back and wrap it up. It is Lucas in the morning. Real quick, we want to send some love to Giannis and the Bucks getting it done up west. It's fun that Ted Davis is now on Facebook. We saw what Ted was having at a restaurant yesterday. It's like it? bean, beans and ham or something. Or whoa, whoa, whoa! He didn't go Subway. No, I didn't. He was he was dining. Wow. You know what he went? You know what he squirrels away that per diem. Exactly. Ted went a little upscale on the is, road in Portland. Is He's a beans smart and man. ham something for I, Portland? Do we know Portland I, known for beans and ham or something? I don't think it was sky. What is it? Sky high chili or whatever they call it? Skyline in, chili. And skyline Cincy? chili. That's yeah. in Ohio. Though. That's, That's in Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah. 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 I, no, I wasn't skyline chili, but. Uh, Bucks win last night over Portland, one hundred three ninety one. They've uh, went three and one on the road trip. So good news for them. Chris and Middleton with uh, twenty six points, ten yeah. of seventeen from the yeah, field. A couple yeah. of games over five hundred now. All right, how big? We didn't tackle this. We're running out of time here. But Robin, your mind, and you've been around for a long time watching this program. You're I'm old, old Rob. How, well, si- yeah, how significant is this game for this program? The biggest game in the history of mankind, Tim. I don't think there's any doubt about totally that. Totally agree in with you. College football. I put it. I mean, I know your guy Nelly did not agree with me. I put it as the biggest game in.
in Padger program history. He obviously thinks of that first Rose Bowl with his team, and then there are others who will say the 62 season, 63 Rose Bowl, but that wasn't for the national championship. That had already been decided when it was one versus two, and I wasn't around then, so I'm going to go with this one. I we totally just got to win with all the heartbreak we've had as Wisconsin sports fans. Let's just win, please. Yeah, wow, that move, sounds desperation to, there. You want That's heartbreak? You want heartbreak? Move to Minnesota or Illinois. There you get heartbreak. Hey, what state are you in right now? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah, saying yeah. it's confused. Relative, confused. It's, not it's because I'm here. That's why. Great hey, success. we will talk no. to you tomorrow from Indianapolis. Luke, LePay, Heller, myself, Scott Nelson, everybody but Rob Vogel tomorrow no, from I'll Indianapolis. Lucas <laughs> <laughs> in the morning. DP up next. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.